Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So, online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. Is that my guy? They have Is that my guy? That's your boy. The one and only Sherrod. What's up, my dude? Man, I can't call it. If I had your hands, I'd cut mine off. Oh, my boy. My brother, my brother, like no other. My brother, like no other. What's going on with you, man? Man, you know, I can't call it. Just watching a little basketball. This is my favorite part of the year when it, you know, starts to get down to the regular season. Teams starting to fight for playoff position. Teams fighting to get in the play in. I'm seeing a lot of competitive basketball, man. Man, this is that grind season, man. This is when you got to grind it out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Didn't like what I saw today, though. Well, I mean, I, I'll give him a pass today. Why? Because for the simple fact that, I mean, it'd be like that. You just can't make shots. Like, Marcus Smart couldn't make shots. They were totally disrespecting them, leaving them wide open. They weren't even challenging the shots. He just couldn't make. Nobody really could make. Nobody could catch a rhythm, really, except for, you know, Peyton Pritchard besides Jason Tatum. So, I mean, you know, it happens like that. I thought they fought well, though. Man, it, it just it just felt like like Groundhog Day. Like you've seen this movie a few times. <laughs> Get down, make it interesting. Couple turnovers here, missed shot there. Next thing you know, you lose by five. I get it. I I I, I understand completely where you're coming from, but you know, it's just you get down, you waste so much energy actually trying to get back into the game. And then, you know, everybody look at the end of the game and, and see the fourth quarter mistakes or may see Jason Tatum missing free throws, but everyone forget about what happened in the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter. Like, it was five or six, maybe seven points throughout those quarters that the Celtics probably shouldn't have given up. I mean, what, they gave up 32 points on, you know, on a fast break today, right. I mean, transition. But that goes to just show you the importance of Jalen Brown because mm-hmm. tonight he would have definitely had 10 to 15 points just in transition alone. Yeah, yeah, because Jalen's a matchup problem for folks when it comes to transition game. Uh, uh-huh. Strong enough to finish. Uh, inviting people in here to ask perk questions for as long as he wants to hang out with us so the rules here are um request to speak uh nick if you make me the host here i can i can uh uh manage the rest of the chat uh request to speak we're going to put you up in the room just mute yourself until we call your name and when we do fire away and ask perk anything um uh you want to ask uh you guys have already kind of been going but perk what was your i mean what was your overall vibe here i don't know was this mad perk tonight or were you uh are you forgiving them for uh for uh you know having so many guys missing i i we were we we were were trying to figure out what kind of vibe we wanted to have tonight in the post game i think people were mainly mad well 
they they shouldn't be. I think the Celtics should get a pass tonight. You get a pass? But, yeah, playing back-to-back. I thought they played with a lot of effort. They just couldn't make shots. And, I mean, turnovers hurt them, obviously. But at the end of the day, you all you want to do is give yourself a chance to win the game. And I thought they did just that. They gave themselves a shot to win the game. They easily could have packed it in when they got down 17, 18 points. Uh, and I thought Brad, Brad did a great job of just trying to find different lineups that work. Uh, when he went small, putting Jabari Parker at the five, I thought that was a, a great adjustment by Brad. Uh, he's really elevated his game a lot this this season, by the way. I mean, this second part of the season, because at first I was questioning the hell out of Brad before that. Wow. Uh, so, Perk, you may or may not know, but we're, we're, glo- we're global on this show. So we got people from all over. I got Anas here from Australia. Uh, Anas, you got a question for Perk? Anas, are you there? All right, we're going to switch it up. We're going to go with Dave. Dave, are you there? Dave, you got a All question right. for Perk? What's up, Dave? None. But um, I was just wondering what you, how you felt about um, using Kemba more of like a Steph Curry role where he moves off the ball and maybe getting more active off the ball and setting screens and stuff like how Steph could do. But I don't know if that would be the best, but I just want to know if anybody else had, like, an opinion on that. Well, you know, I, I don't believe Kimba is that type of player. I think Kimba is more of a rhythm-type player where he likes to have the ball in his hand, get a good rhythm, feel good, whether it's, a, you know, a hezzy between the legs, step back. That's Kimba game. Him moving without the ball, uh, I mean, I'm not saying he can't do it. I just don't think that's one of his specialties. And when you look at Steph Curry, he's just a di- generation of talent. Uh, he, he he moves extremely well without the ball. But Kemba is more so a guy that you got to put the ball in his hands. And of late, as of late, it's been working. I mean, I love the way we already know he got the pull up game. We know he knows he, he can come off the of screens and pull up for the three. But I've been more impressed with how he's been attacking downhill and how he's been finishing in the paint. So with that being said, I think, you know, it's times and I think they're starting to figure it out where Jalen, uh, Jason and, and Kimba don't need to defer to each other. They just need to hoop offensively, hoop and make the right plays, you know, and just because. You know, Brad may call a play for you. That doesn't mean it's your shot, if that makes sense. So, you know, you could you could make a hell of a play and come down here, draw a double team, kick out for a three. That's even better. So just because it's your play doesn't mean it's your shot. And I think that's the growth we've been seeing over the past couple of weeks where, you know, we watched Jason Tatum go for 50 and Jalen Brown and Kimber take a back seat. We watched Kimba go off the other night and Jason Tatum take a back seat and wasn't tripping. We watched Jalen Brown go off and, and Kimba and JT take a back seat. So, you know, every night is not going to be your night to have a historical night offensively. But if you're the other two, what can you do to affect the game? Can you take four charges like Kimba did? Can you go grab 10 boards? Can you dish out 11 dimes? Like, 
I think that's the the major improvement, the second part of the season that I've seen through, through the Celtics. But to answer your question, I just think that Kemper, man, he he has the, he's a guy that, you know, he's from New York. He needs the ball in his hands. He's a rhythm guy. Perk, I got a question for you. You said you were mad. You almost got mad at Brad tonight. What did What did Brad do to make you mad? Did I? Yeah, I think so. Did you not say that a second ago? I know I'm country, but I don't remember saying. <laughs> I, no, I said he made some. I said he made some great adjustments. Oh, tonight. he made great adjustments. Yeah, he made some great adjustments. Now I said I've been mad at Brad in the past. Oh, in the past, in the past. Yeah, but but I'm not. I was. Uh, like over the past few weeks, I think he's done a great job for us. His rotations. Well, so, what are your take? What's your take on the turnovers? Um, because this is win and lose. This is a bit. This has been a massive problem. Like, what, what's happening late in the game there? That's that's causing kind of just sloppy ball handling. Carol Marcus throws the ball out of bounds today. Jason had a couple of late, and obviously Jason played an awesome game, but. Um, those those turnovers late when you're trying to make a game out of it are just kill are just killer. Yeah, I mean they're draining. But in Marcus' defense, that wasn't his fault. That was Evan Fournier's fault. I mean, yeah, we're taught we're taught to when the ball is on strong side and it's swing swing and you see a guy rotating, that that quick pass to the corner is there. And if Evan Fournier would have been standing in this spot, that he would have he would have had a wide open three. That comes with trust. But, you know, when you look at turnovers, and especially the ones that the Celtics be having, to me that's just – that's that's more so Brad needing to address that more. You know what I mean? Like, too much it's, – it's too loose. They're too loose with the ball, too careless at times, and it hurt them, and it hurt them tonight. I mean, you know, um, and I think a lot of times in, in, in trouble – with turnovers, when they try to make the home run pass instead of making the simple pass, like the hockey assist, the assist that lead to the actual assist, they want the assist. Like, they want to drive him and pass it to the shooter so that they could get the yeah. assist instead of making a simple play. So, like, if you if you got mad at them over turnovers like you did at Tatum, do you think they would stop? I don't know if they would stop, but, I mean <laughs> – Sooner or later, they gotta see it. They gotta look themselves in the mirror. Like if I'm Brad, and I and I'm going back over the last two games, and I'm pulling up film, even or, or whenever, just this game, and I'm and, and I'm showing film no more. If he do, maybe they ha- they might have the day off. But come, you know, and shoot around. I'm gonna show film. I'm gonna show all the turnovers and just tell guys like this can't happen. It can't happen. Yeah. Uh, Sherrod, before I bring in more people uh, here to ask uh, Kendrick Perkins questions, and again, everybody in the room here, Kendrick Perkins, 2008 NBA champion, Boston Celtics. You can catch him on ESPN. You can catch him on NBC Sports Boston doing post-game show. And you can catch him every once in a while here on Locker Room with us following Celtics games. He's going to join us a couple more times during the season. If you have questions, line it up. We'll put you up there. Just make sure you're muted. Sherrod, anything you got for Perk right now before we bring in more people? Oh, absolutely. I always got something for the big fun. <laughs> hey, hey, hey Perk, we, we have had lots of conversations among ourselves and with the fans about Grant Williams. Mm-hmm. What is your take on Grant Williams and what he's bringing to the table this season? Because he doesn't seem like the same kind of impact we saw last season from him. Well, well, now what Grant has to realize is that, well, first let me ask, 
let me say this. Grant defensively, if he's locked in, he's a guy that could guard one through five. Uh, if he's locked in, okay. If he's locked in, um, you know the thing that I give why I give Grant a pass, and I know he's a professional; he's supposed to stay ready. But as a basketball player, it's hard to play when you don't know if you're going to play that night or not, right? He's a guy that may get three DMPs, and all of a sudden his name is called. Like you can't really get a true rhythm like that. And then there's times I didn't saw where Grant didn't play well, and then he didn't got DMPs. That's deflating. Offensively, people are starting now that Grant is playing more. See, like last year, early in the season, Grant Wade, Grant Williams was was able to get away with a lot of things because he wasn't a focal point in a scouting report. But now that he is, right before the game, he's on that film. So they're taking away his strengths. They're saying close out all the way, make him drive left. You know, and now it's on him to add more to his game and go back and study film to say, you know what, okay, they're doing this to me now. How can I counter this? How can I counter if they close out hard to me on the three-point line, take away me driving right? How about I go quick dribble handoff with Kimba, JT, and have him come back off, knock a roll to the basket, if I set a good screen, I could have a wide open layup, a wide open dunk. But just like the layup he missed today or the dunks per se, that's all about confidence. And I think the only time that Grant plays bad is when Grant gets in Grant weight, right? In his own head. So I you know, in a way to this team. Second question I have for you, because this locker room and we transparent here, bro. Yo, man, what's the last time you talked to Paul, man? How's he doing? Man, Paul, all right, man. I talk to Paul like twice a week, man. You know, Pete doing him right now, man. You know what I mean? So he living, you know what I mean? I, I'm not the one to judge. I, I feel like, you know, uh, as guys, we all that pathway before, I mean, you know, we all in probably, you know, went out and about it and did things, you know, do I, do I think what he did was right? Uh, I mean, nah, but, you know, my grandpa used to always tell me, it ain't what you do, it's how you do it, if that makes sense. But, but man, to get to your point, if, if, if I'm Danny, right, if I'm Danny, I'm real, I'm, I'm evaluating the bench, but first I got to see what's out there, right? I got to see what's out there and I got to see what fits, okay? I don't want to, I don't want to bring in too much because I don't want to take away anything from Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, right? My two young superstars that haven't even scratched the surface of their prime. That's the first thing. I got to give a fab. Before I do anything else to the bench, I got to look at Kemper. I got to give a hard look at Kemper and say, all right, if we don't win a championship or make it to the finals this year. Blender to ask per questions. Kemper is the one because if you look at it, at the young core, you look at Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Robert Williams, Peyton Pritchett. He's a flat-out stud. Uh, those four guys, to me, is the foundation. If I'm looking at the team, those four guys right there are the foundation of the Boston Celtics because anybody else on that roster could be replaced, right? But I'm looking at it. You got to start from somewhere, just like Golden State did, you know, 
They started with Clay and, and Steph and Draymond. Draymond's second round pick. They build the foundation. They build culture. So you look at those four young guys and that, you know, I'm looking at the bench. And to be honest, man, I I actually I, I Luke Cornett brings to the table. Yeah. I actually, oh no. I, <laughs> I, no, I, I, no, I really oh, don't. Damn. Damn. You shouldn't have said damn. that. Damn. And listen, let me tell you why though. Break it down. It's not that he could just it's not that he just could stretch the floor, but if you watch him when he played the game of basketball, he gets in the game and the game changes because he, he he's not gonna do anything outside his body. He up and then you, your center position is solidified, and then you have a Luke Cornett. Now what the Celtics need to add is some shooting. They gotta add shooting. And and at some point, Marcus Smart is going to have to get reevaluated. Although, you know, I feel like as of right now, he is the heart and soul of the team. No one can tell me anything different. But it comes a time where you have to make tough decisions, right? And if you got a player out there that's going to improve your team and you might have to give up Marcus Smart, I mean, it's just part of the business. But I feel like he's also one that you're going to have to go back to the drawing board and reevaluate because he's also coming up for a contract. Uh, his contract is, 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 is soon to be up. Yeah. That's, we've talked about that a lot, Park on the show. It's, you know, you're not, you know, you're not trading Jalen, you know, you're not trading Jason. So really when you look down the roster, the only other person of actual value is, is probably Marcus. And that's kind of why his name might've come up in uh, trade deadline talks this year, even though Danny says, uh, he wasn't really mentioned. Uh, you know his name's going to come up in the offseason. Uh, real quick, we're going to bring in some more people in here. And again, Perk, I know you're with us for as long as you want to be, but when you're, ready to, when you're ready to bow out, man, just say, hey, guys, I'm going to wrap it up, and that's cool. Nah, I'm good, man. It's Friday night. I got my feet kicked up, and I'm wiggling my toes, man. I, I can talk, ba- I I talk basketball all night. Love it, love it. All right, so I want to tell you we welcomed in uh, Bobby Manning and Jimmy Toscano, who are also on our post-game show. Bobby, Jimmy, if you guys have anything you want to throw at Perk what before up? we open it up for the rest of the guys here, fire away. Bobby, oh. Jimmy, what's happening? Kendrick, it was music to my ears on this program. When I mentioned the name Luke Cornett, everybody starts laughing. But to have an NBA champion affirm that take, I mean, this this guy brings something to the table. You have you have validated Bobby's existence with that with that. Uh, Just so I mean, know. I mean, you 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 know what's crazy is that Bobby, great minds think alike. When when they oh, traded, no. yes, sir. listen, when they traded when they traded Daniel Tice. And I know everybody was high or everybody was kind of familiar with Mo Wagner, right? And I said it. I said, man, a person that y'all don't need to sleep on is Luke Cornett. And the reason being is when I was in the G League, I played against him. And I know it was the G League, but I just remember, like, he had had, like, 28 points, man, and he was lighting it up from the three end. He was doing all type of special things, like, but playing within themselves. And that's what you want. When you're trying to when you're trying to win a championship, you want guys that you could trust that, that are gonna be stars in their role, right? They want they're gonna be stars in their role. Not try to do things out of body, but guys who are gonna, you know, go out there and you know what you're gonna get out of them night in and night out. They're not gonna try to be nothing something that they're not. 
And I think Luca Nett fits that role perfectly, especially. And like once again, I'm not saying he's a starter. I'm not saying he's a second string guy. But I am saying if you have injuries and one of your big men go down for two weeks, he's a guy that could come in and fill that void. So here's here's my question for you, Perk, and I'm gonna let some other people jump in here too. I'm gonna bring it back to Jason Tatum. We we saw him play so inconsistently throughout this year. Bunch of turnovers some nights, struggle to shoot other nights, and just, you know, as a whole, struggle to lead this team. And we've talked about the makeup of this team. Are, are they coachable? Can they be a consistent group? Can they get past 500? And you were a guy who was able to break through to him. You know, you guys chatted on the phone. He took your criticism to heart, and it felt like he made some switch-ups here in April that have brought him back to that all-NBA level. What, what did you guys talk about, and what do you think has changed for him this month? Well, I mean, our conversation, uh, you know, I got a lot of respect for JT. Uh, he, he, he is, he is beyond, he has an old soul. Like my grandparents used to say, he is not your average youngster. Uh, he's very mature. And he called me and it wasn't no beef or no fuss in the fight. And he just asked me, Perk, man, you know, I'm sitting up here. I'm averaging this. I'm doing this. I said, JT, first of all, let me tell you. Man, I'm a, I've been one of your biggest fans. I just expect more. And what I broke it down to him is I said, I just see you settling for jumpers when I feel like you could be getting to the free throw line. When, you, when you're driving downhill, no one could stop you. I feel like when you settle for those sidestep three-point uh, jump shots, you're building the defense out, although you may hit some. I get that. You're so talented. But you have. We all have to remember that when 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 the media in the world mentions Jason Tatum, they mention Jason Tatum, Zion Williamson, Luka Doncic, uh, you know, Devin Booker, all the young stars that are under the age of twenty five. So, with that being said, is that I have high expectations for Jason Tatum. I wouldn't have never called him out if I didn't think he could elevate his game even more. And like I told him, I'm on record plenty of times saying that Jason Tatum is that dude. Like, is one of the best scorers in the game today. And so when he has those droughts, when he don't put up those 40s and 50s, you know, people are like, come on now, Perk, people averaging 25 and they sleep right now. And that's true. So I knew Jason Tatum had it in him, and I wasn't calling him out to say, you know, uh, or try to be disrespectful. I'm just, like, up it even more because I was watching his body language on the floor, you know, when he wasn't getting calls. And he still don't get calls like he should. But I was watching him hang his head, complain to the ref, not sprint back on defense. And what people have to realize is that that's contagious, okay? Like, if – Role players and other guys see their superstars doing that. They go think it's okay for them to do that. Now you have a whole team full full of guys that have bad body language and not getting back in transition, which has been one of the Celtics' uh, weakest points on the defensive end is not getting back in transition. So with that being said, man, he responded like a true professional. And like I said, I gave him props when props was due. I said, hey. You responded like you were supposed to. We know you're a young king, a young superstar. Keep doing it. 
Perk, I'm glad to hear you say that because we talked about that a lot and like the body language thing. That's a real, it's nice to hear that a player would say that that is a real thing. Some people think that's a media driven narrative. It's like looking at somebody's body language. But again, with Tatum, the turnaround from the point that you talked to him is noticeable. And I think that has to help pick up some of the younger guys. You got a lot of guys, a lot of guys on this team right now that, when if your leader is sulking, it's going to be hard for them to 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 put their best foot forward. Uh, Jimmy, I wanted to see if you wanted to say anything here before we open up to the rest of the chat. Yeah, kind of almost playing off what what Perk just said. I mean, Perk, you know, you you were on some unreal teams in Boston. You guys had the, the Ubuntu going pretty strong for a few years there, so you know what it is to be on a tight knit team and a team that's like a brotherhood. And I know you've been on a lot of other teams too. Do you see that with this Celtics team and over not just this season, but the last couple seasons? I don't know if, if you sense like the closeness between them, like they are like kind of brothers or do you think there's too much of a disconnect amongst themselves to take it to that next level where, you know, the great teams go? Well, well one thing you could one thing you could always see is that the eyes will never lie, right? The eye test. And, a team that's together, you can see when 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 you're not on the floor, right? When you're not on the floor and your teammates are out there having success and, and balling out of control, just look at the bench. If the bench is up going crazy, uh then it's chemistry there. If someone is 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 on fire and you're on the court with them and they may make a shot and you happen to be the one that yelled and screamed for them like, yeah, it's chemistry there. If a guy falls on the floor or gets fouled and one of your teammates is down and you see four guys sprinting to help him up, it's chemistry there. So it ain't rocket science. Uh, and, and, and to be honest, I didn't see that chemistry there two months ago. I see it there now. I see guys up and cheering. I see guys diving on the floor. I see guys sprinting, helping the helper. And I'm going to say this. Tristan Thompson has been phenomenal for what he's brought to the table for his tenacity. You know what you're going to get out of him night in and night out. And I get it. Every now and then he, he gets outside of his body, right? He tries to attack from the high post and go in and out. He tries to do things that a lot of people be like, no, Tristan, just go pick and roll. But one thing about it, he's going to get you those extra possessions. He's going to bring that edge. He's like that big brother, just like we saw against Phoenix, the end of the game. He was ready to fight. That's the type of that's the type of that's the type of leader you want. That's a, that's a guy you want to go to war with that knows he's going to bring it on the court and he got your back 110 percent. Yeah, post post COVID, like since that COVID layoff, Tristan, I think this is the best version they've they've seen of him all season long. Well, uh, well you know what's you know what's interesting, John, is that's another guy who got called out in the media. And you know, Perk called out Tatum. Smart heard what we were saying about him here on this program, and I find that that has to be different than when you played, Perk. I mean, like you guys weren't on your phones all the time. You didn't even have social media the way it is now. And it feels like a lot of guys get that criticism through social media. Did, did you guys hear outside criticism as much when you were playing? Well, I, I, I actually I actually embraced outside criticism because it motivated me. 
uh, KG. KG used to always tell me and Rondo when we had good games, he was like, all right, now you see how y'all running to, to go look at NBA TV and Sports Center because y'all had some good numbers. When y'all had the bad numbers, make sure y'all go do the same. Use that as motivation. That always stuck with me. So I always wanted to hear the negative things because I always wanted to be that guy to prove people wrong. So when you know I was getting heat, or I might have got heat for saying for someone saying, "Man, Perk was horrible at uh, defending a pick and roll." I I would lose sleep that night, and I would be like, "All right, bet that next game I'm gonna show you what's up." You know what I mean? So. But now I think it's getting a little bit out of control towards the end of my career. I remember I was on the Pelicans and we were walking, I would walk in the locker room at halftime and guys were literally scrolling on their phones, like literally scrolling on their phones on social media. And I'm sitting up here looking like, man, are y'all serious right now? And they, I mean, it was just, it's just part of it. It's, it's right there. 